Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they really love, and have actual amazing relationships. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. David is in L.A. Hi, David. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Um, I need your advice um, because I'm on the verge of making a serious life decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm currently in the process of buying a condo with um, the mother of my children. We're not married. Uh, we've been together for 10 years. Um, the thing is, um, like I said, we're not married or engaged, and I don't plan on asking her to marry me anytime soon. I wanted to get your advice on uh, what you think we should do, because like I said, we are in the process of uh, buying this condo. Okay. Well, um, all of the data that I know, uh, regarding a situation like yours, the the legal problems that, that that what you're entering into is going to present you if things go sideways, um, the uh, the future uh, prosperity of this family unit uh, tells me that uh, marriage is your best answer. Uh, mm. Now. Uh, I'm curious if you're willing to have babies with her and buy a condo with her. Those are both very large decisions. Why would you not marry her? Um, that's a great point. It, it's just mainly you said it kind of like as a flex. Like I'm not, I'm not married to her. I'm not even gonna ask her to marry. Like, like dude, you're already married. Like you, you're, you're doing all you're doing all the you stuff. You got kids with her. Like you, you are you are connected to this woman for the rest of like your a, life. It's like a technicality yeah. now. What, yeah. are you, what are you doing? Like what are you scared it, it, it of? Just, I just feel like every time uh, we get to like I'm at the finish line, uh, there's just something that brings me back, and it's mainly just like um, she has a terrible problem with communication. Not just with me, but um, dude, it's too late to find that out if you bought a condo and had three kids. You made humans together, bro. It's <laughs> the ship sailed. Now you get to decide whether you want that ship to 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 be in the harbor and have smooth sailing ahead, or it to be a disaster. You're already out in the. You're already well, on the water. Uh, so it, let me tell you that, like my, my my mental aspect of how I uh, how I see the the future. Then right. No, no, no. Here's what you're saying. I don't want to marry her. I just want to buy a house and raise kids with her together for for forever. Well, the thing is, like, I don't, I mean, yeah, we, we've had kids together, um, and I, I've been doing my best, you know, to keep, uh, I want I want to raise my kids, uh, I want my our kids to be in a family-oriented, uh, you know, environment. Then make a family. Uh, is, make a family. Seal it up. So you're, so you're saying just put up with, like, whatever. No, 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 no. Problems we're having? Or? No. Dude, you're going to put up with them anyway. <laughs> you're buying a house. If you live with her with kids, it's the same woman. Yeah. Whatever I, problems she's got, whatever problems you got, they're going to be there already. Hold on. Let me ask. I, I think I get what you're asking. You're going to buy a house, and y'all are going to live there together, but you're going to see other people who are going to make you happy? No. No. You're going to be true to no, her? Uh, uh, it's because, uh, yeah, and, and I've been these 10 years. Okay. They've been together. It, it's just the, the other day, the other day I saw um, 
uh, one of uh, uh, a YouTube video, Dave Ramsey, and uh, he was kind of going in on the on the girl because she was uh, getting a place with her fiance. She wasn't married yet. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, like, well, like, I wonder what he would say to, to my situation yeah. because. Okay, here's what I'm I, saying. I here's what I'm saying. I would get married because, yeah. dude, you already are married. You just haven't technically done it. So. Yeah. Okay. okay. Now, here's what that does. It does several things. Uh, one is it affects your relationship and it affects your alls. It's the last, like you said, over the finish line. It's the last step over the line, and it's going to force you guys to deal with the relational issues you've got, number one. But number two, the reason you actually called was this. Um, it solves all your legal issues because mm-hmm. what you're doing under California law is you, I'm not an attorney, but this is the truth if you call an attorney, um, is you're forming a general partnership. And, mm-hmm. and both of you are on the deed, and both of you are on the loan, and if you have a blow-up and she takes off, you've got this thing, and you can't even sell it without her signature. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. can't find her because she's hiding at her uncle's in Idaho. Or vice versa. You exactly. Know. Exactly. Yeah. But if you are married, then you would be going through what's called a divorce, and there's a process for handling this deed and getting the property out of your all's names. But you don't have the legal thing is like vastly more complicated when you're shacking up than when you are married in every state, even California, which is immensely complicated. But even there, okay? And so, yeah. uh, but and on top of that, um, I'm just being your old, ugly uncle, boomer uncle, right? And, <laughs> and, and I'm just loving you, and I'm saying, hey, yeah. man, I, I, you know, I, I love you, David, and I want you to have the best life for you, for her, for those kids. And all yeah. the data and all the research indicates marriage trumps shacking up for the high quality of life, the likelihood of wealth building, the, pro- the propensity to succeed in your career. All of these things are accelerated. The research piece, the researchers call it the marriage advantage. They find that people who are married versus people who are single, whether shacking up or not, have an advantage, an economic advantage over a period of 30 or 40 years. We see a lift among the marrieds versus the singles. I'm not picking on you singles. I'm quoting research to you. This is actual freaking data and stuff, like truth, in other words. And so that's what you know, you know, and, and so, yeah, that, that's a thing. And so what we would tell you because we care about you, not because we're thumping you with a Bible or something like that. We're just, they said, there's just, it just works better. Life works better this way. And, and you're doing it all anyway. You just got to admit yeah, this yeah. to yourself. And l- let me, let me lean into something you mentioned here, brother. You said, am I supposed to just take this? No. The answer is no. The answer is you're telling me she's got a communication problem, and you know what? She probably does. I trust you. And if I sat down with her, she would say, "I've been with this guy for ten years, and he and he I'm not come in. I'm not good enough. I'm unsafe. I feel like I got to yell to get his attention. I got to scream, and then you hear that as a communicate. And now y'all are in a dance. So you want to you want a path forward? Here's the path forward. You walk home and you get on a knee, not to not to propose, to say I'm sorry. For ten years, I've sent you a message that this is what your value is i'm always going to hold you at arm's length until you get i'm going first and i'm sorry and i'm asking you can we learn to communicate in a different way so that we can get married and move on with our lives together and the last way to look at this is if one of those three kids is one of your daughters how do you want them handled david 
Would you put up with this for on behalf of one of them? For a decade? I would have run you off if you was around one of mine. Because you didn't know whether painter get off the ladder. This is the Ramsey Show. personality number one best-selling author of the book own your past change your future is my co-host today you've heard the news we're in a recession the stock market is falling inflation's out of control all right everybody calm down if you're investing this is not a time to panic breathe don't jump off the investing roller coaster because of the gloom and doom nobody gets hurt on a roller coaster except those that jump off in the middle of the ride history shows us that the economy recovers time and time again it has on all the great crashes, and this isn't even one of the great crashes. This is just a little whoop. That's all this is. You ready? Hey, if you need help finding an investment pro who can walk you through this, teach you about it, check out our SmartVestor program. It's where we have vetted pros who serve with excellence. They'll be there to help you figure out what's best for you, and they do it with the heart of a teacher. So you then learn why you're investing where you're investing and it works for you ramseysolutions.com slash smartvestor if you want to do investing in mutual funds it's a good time because they're on sale right now the market's down yeah it's a sale they're having a sale right now don't miss the sale and that's the way you look at it when you're investing long term boys and girls so ramseysolutions.com slash smartvestor so john more people now live together that are not married than live together that are married statistically, okay. demographically speaking. And so when we take a call like that, then, of course, uh, we will get the hate mail for the next several weeks in form of social media comments and so forth about me being a fuddy-duddy, which is actually accurate. That's 100% accurate. 100% true. <laughs> and so you're not really, it's not really hate mail. It's just an accurate thing. But here's the thing, okay? So I, I remember when... Uh, my kids were in college and they were dating their their serious people that they're going to marry kind of thing and i started kind of wondering about because i didn't have the benefit of any of this i just got hitched Mm -hmm. you know and so i didn't have the benefit of this so here's some interesting numbers you hear that 50 percent of the marriages in divorce you heard that yep okay that is number one not true not accurate okay but but what is interesting statistically is this if before you get married you graduate from college both of you if both of your parents are still married to their original spouse which you don't control that variable okay if you uh end up with a household income in excess of fifty thousand dollars a year if you have children after you are married not before you are married if you have children after you are 22 years old, not before, you are 90% likely to stay married if you have those variables. Wow. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. 
So when you hear all the marriages all the marriages fall apart, what you're dealing with is 16 year olds with virtually zero education, all kinds of economic problems, no incomes, and shacking up and kids everywhere, and you're mixing that in with the people who are living life in order, so to speak. You, you just you painted a picture of stressor after stressor after stressor after stressor that are removed. That yes, that then then you have to do. I don't know anybody who enters into marriage and it all just works out how you thought it was going to work out. Never. But if you enter into this this relationship and there's all these other stressors, if yeah, you have a man. level of education, a level of income, and you did things in the right order, mm-hmm. and you come from a background of that kind of thing. Oh, the other one is if you regularly attend a religious service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jewish, Muslim, yeah. Christian catholic whatever 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 denomination you know all that regularly attend you if you do that boy it goes way up right it goes way up so uh people that don't have any kind of faith walk at all uh they they don't have the uh skills that you develop when you're when you're in an academic rigor Mm -hmm. they don't uh have the income They've got the stress. Now, does that mean you can't make it? Of course No, it doesn't mean you can't make it. I'm just saying when you take about four or five of those variables out of the equation, your likelihood of divorcing is very close to zero. And so we like to blame the institution. Of marriage. This is our culture now is to just pull apart every institution. We want to blame marriage. And actually, there's this line of stressors, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, that we can it, it is a better represent, representative of what's actually happening here. So that's why, like when that young man calls and they're getting ready to buy a house, they're you know they've got three kids. Now they did that that, that they did one of the two of those out of order. I don't know what his income was. I don't know his education level was. I don't know what their background was as far as their parents goes. So I don't know all those things. But I do know several of the variables right there that indicate he's probably going to be successful. But he's afraid. Yep. And he's stressed. He's afraid of. He's afraid that that he's not going to do this right. So for 10 years, he's been standing with one foot on the boat, one on the dock. And it can't make up his mind whether he's going to go on the trip or whether he's going to stay home. And, um, you know, that, that's the thing. And it's, 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 and and what ends up happening is those kids are being raised in that environment and then they're set up for the same things. It's not to pick on him, but these are, these are things that you talk about changing your family tree, right? About, uh, some people talk about breaking the family curse yeah. or the things, you know, my whole family, if you say, I hear people say my family's been in debt all the way back as far as we can find. I'm the first person in my family tree in that in that can we can ascertain that's ever been debt free. Yeah. I hear people say that. That's not true for me, right. but I hear people say that. And uh, so they broke the chain. Yeah. They broke the curse. Or I'm the first person to graduate from college. Or I'm the first person to um, – wait to have kids until i was married right i'm the first person to regularly attend a religious service in our family tree you can start to see these things how it breaks the curses uh, of that how it breaks the things off but those are choices that you get to make folks that's right you get to choose this yeah and you can choose so what i loved about that piece of research was is that gosh i could tell my kids this stuff and say if you do this stuff in the right order this is like a formula or or a, a at least a a probability you can increase your probability of success by doing this you can increase probability of success by doing that you can increase your probability of success by doing that and then they can they can live that out because of that knowledge base right and so when the storms come which they will yep i've got as few stressors in the pipeline as possible yeah based on some of those choices that's i love that 
Yeah, it, it, huh. and and uh, so it's it's a big deal. I mean, it, it's it's pretty scary out there. So, I, you know, a lot of people are have a lot of different views on these things, but it, it's not a. It, for me, I, I'm I, yes, I'm a person of faith, and yes, I'm a Christian, and yes, I, I, you know, I'm going to tell you what the Bible says if you ask me for sure. But the uh, uh, the other thing I like to look at is I love I love finding the data that kind of supports the assumptions of my faith. Right. I don't have to just go on the assumptions. Right. And, and so that, that's what I'm talking about here. In other words, God talks about being married. Yeah. You know. Ta-da. One man to one woman. Hello, hello. He talks about that, and so when you actually function that way, you know it. You can as you can assume as a Christian person that goes, okay, then God said to do it, right? Yeah, that's good, and I do believe that. But it sure is cool when you can find all this other stuff out here in the actual research that goes, oh, that must be why he said that, because mm. it works this way better. That your life it, things. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. Yes, yeah. nothing else I need to add to that. No, that's I mean good. that's it. That's it. It's 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 the same thing with the money stuff we teach. Mm-hmm. You know, borrower is slave to the lender. Get out of debt. You could just say because the Bible said, "Don't be a slave." You know, it's silly. Don't do yeah. it. Uh, but you could all go also go. Oh well, here's what the data says from the millionaire research study that says when you do this, you're going to have more likelihood to be this, and and you don't think like a slave anymore, and you tend to prosper in your in your workplace, and you tend to do this and tend to do that, and it, it's it's very interesting to yeah. me. It, and I just keep going to. <laughs> I keep going back to that solving for peace, right? What are the things I can do to my? Oh, you gave me another piece of data. That's good. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go down that trail because it's gonna help my life be a little bit better. I'm gonna yeah. do this because it's gonna help my life be a little bit better. And it's also we've got to stop. Oh, that's a that's a that's a thing we've been doing for a long time. Let's blow it up. We got to stop doing that. Just because we got to stop. Just we got to stop. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm a fuddy duddy. The problem is, I'm a well-informed one. (laughs) This is The Ramsey Show. Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host. Mark and Stephanie are with us. They are in Portland, Oregon, and it says on my screen, you guys are debt-free. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well done. How much did you pay off? We paid off $705,000 in 144 months. Wow. And your range of income during that time? We started at 45000 and went up to 310000 and now back down to two hundred five. Mm. Cool. What do you all do for a living? I'm in software sales. And I used to work at automotive dealerships as a fixed ops director, but now I'm driving a semi-truck. Cool. Very cool. All right. What's the house worth? Um, well, we paid 400 for it and, uh, right now it's worth about 750. Awesomeness. And I'm guessing that 705,000 over 12 years, you paid off your house. We did, sir. Woo! 
Wow. Talking to weird people. How old are you two? We are 39 and 40 years old. I love it. And how much in your retirement accounts? We have about 350. So you are Baby Steps millionaires. Yes, sir, we are. I'm so proud of y'all and not even 40. <laughs> that was our goal. We set a goal years ago. We wanted to be debt-free by 30, and we wanted our house paid off by 40. So and you're we, millionaires by 40, and people say rich people stole all their money. Where'd you steal yours? <laughs> Sweat equity, sir. <laughs> How much of this did you inherit? Because rich people always inherit all their money. <laughs> we did get a small inheritance from my grandma um, after we'd already paid everything off. How much was the small inheritance? It was about 40000 So it's safe to say mathematically you did not become millionaires because of stealing it or because of an inheritance. No, sir. We already passed that finish line before we received it. You're pretty stinking amazing. Awesome. So proud of y'all. How's it feel? It feels pretty incredible. We, uh, you know, it was kind of a long journey to get here for sure. We had all kinds of uh, normal weird debt of bedroom furniture, we owed the tool truck for Mark's uh, job in the car industry and student loans, cars, personal loans, everything. And, um, you know, it's been a long road and we were really, really thankful that we were able to get to the finish line because it was, um, yeah, 12 years is know, real. It was a short journey for us. Yeah. 12 years is a long time, but that's a normal track for paying off a house is 10 to 12 years. That's what we find among millionaires. Well done. So how, how is this altering how you live? Because you've been living a certain way for uh, more than a decade and now you've got to live completely different what are y'all doing differently you know I, I think we're still figuring that out you know after after so long we've kind of just stuck to it we we're kind of thinking of maybe doing some upgrades and things but right now at least for me it, i'm kind of still doing the same thing here's what's so cool program. about being a millionaire and making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year and having no payments is uh you can do anything that you want whenever you want to. That's something we really learned last year is that we were really heads down focused on getting to baby step seven and paying off the house. And we were working a lot. We, um, you know, we're doing everything we could to reach this goal. And we realized that it was detrimental to our health, especially to Mark's health, that he was in the hospital several times from stress from his job mm -hmm. and, we sat down and we said, all right, well, we're six months away from our goal. Do we want to stick with it or do we want to have a life-changing event and pause? And um, made the decision the next day for Mark to take a pause in his career. And he took five months off and sort of decided to reset and go a completely different direction. And had we not been on this program and, and not had our emergency fund and, and everything set up, um, you know, we wouldn't have had that option, but it was such a blessing to us to be able to make that life choice for his health, for our family, and, and we're in a much better place. And yeah. we found that, you know, making a lot of money, while it's, it's difficult, it can be done, but that's not what it's about. It's about creating a better life for your family and yourself. Well, and that's the net result of the whole thing, is you're controlling the controllables. Absolutely. So what do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? You paid off your house in 144 months. Your baby steps millionaires by the time you're 40. What's the key to doing all this? Well, definitely the budget. I will say that um, before we got married, 
I came from a family that didn't watch the finances and didn't do a budget. And when we were dating, Mark came from a family that did. And, and we started to talk about money. And he flat out said to me, he said, either you do a budget or we're done dating. Because I'm not going to put up with this for the rest of my life. Whoa. And <laughs> probably wasn't the best approach. I would recommend your approach <laughs> days. You're a real romantic, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> but it definitely got the job done and I, I got on board. So the budget definitely is key. And I'd also say it's good to give yourself a little bit of grace and be able to step back a little bit, um, especially when you're in baby step six. Once you've had your nose down for a while and you're driving towards that goal, it, it's tough to give yourself permission to spend. But yeah, yeah. Um, we definitely did that along the way. You need to. That's the, the You go from intense to intentionality when you're in baby steps four, five, six. And that's what you're supposed to do. And you guys, sounds like you did a really good job of catching the rhythm on that. Well done. Very, very well done. So what's the first big thing you're going to do to celebrate being millionaires and having no debt house and everything? I am planning on buying a Polaris Razor. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, I've, I've wanted one for about five years now, but it wasn't in the, the plan. But now it is. I got to tell you, man, I, I've got uh, – uh, one of the can-am versions and it is a beast it almost, is so I, freaking much i've fun. almost died a few times with dave driving that thing around man <laughs> they, they are a blast uh we'd have one couple that we're friends with uh also on baby step seven and they have one and they, i instantly got hooked the yeah. first time i sat in one you should you should buy that toy that is an awesome toy and you have earned it i'm so proud of you guys very 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 well done Excellent, excellent, excellent job. So, uh, good stuff. We got a copy of Baby Steps Millionaires for you because you are one. Copy of Total Money Makeover for you to give away to someone and a one-year membership to Financial Peace University. You may want to give that way or you may want to go through it. Either one's good with us. We're happy for you. We're proud of you. Very, very well done. Who are your biggest cheerleaders? Probably our biggest cheerleaders are, are uh, Jimmy and Kendi. I'll, I'll throw their names out. Um, they were that couple that are also on Baby Step 7. They were actually uh, one of my – Jimmy is one of my uh, lead techs at my dealership I worked at, and just somehow we found out we were both on the plan. He was already on Baby Step 7, and he just uh, really encouraged me for the last probably four years to stick with it. Yeah, that's good. It's good to have friends that I are positive. I would say Tim, our ELP as well. When uh, Mark quit his job last summer, we were ready to, um, you know, spend quite a bit to get our house paid off sooner, and he kind of paused, even though it wasn't in his best interest, and said, no, 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 that's, that's not what Dave would tell you to do. Let's, um, let's stick to the plan and, you know, take your few months, and then we'll get back at it. But, um, you know, we're not going to change things just because of this. So I appreciate the ELPs as well. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Very well done. Good stuff, you guys. You're awesome. Way to go, rock stars. Freaking 40-year-old millionaires, baby step millionaires, house and everything is paid for. That's the way to live right there. Mark and Stephanie, Portland, Oregon, $705,000 paid off in 144 months, 12 years where I come from, 45000 to three hundred and ten, back down to two hundred five on the income, 39 and 40 years old. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, two, one. <laughs> Yeah! Woo! Woo-hoo! 
That was a decade-long scream right there. I love it. Dave Ramsey doesn't teach people how to become wealthy. He just teaches them how to get out of debt. Have you heard that one? (laughs) (laughs) Nah, 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 nah. This is the Ramsey Show. Scripture of the day, Proverbs 28, 6. Better is a poor man who walks in his integrity than a rich man who is crooked in his ways. Albert Einstein said, try not to become a person of success, but rather try to become a person of value. Yes. Mike is with us. Mike's in Jupiter, Florida. Hey, Mike, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? So I, have a, I have a God story for you real quick, and I have a question at the end of it. Uh, I was a chemical engineer uh, in the state of Louisiana for about five years, working 80 hours a week, and I just want to be home with, with my wife and kids more often. And the Lord really came uh, into the picture, and he really showed up. So my stepdad, he's been in uh, commercial real estate for 35 years. Uh, he owned uh, a lot of shopping centers and sold everything and focused on just one shopping center, about 75,000 square feet near Jupiter, Florida. And so he said, hey, well, how would you like to come work for me? I'm going to retire and teach you the business, and you only have to work 20, 30 hours a week. And I said, where do I sign? So I, I took over the uh, property, and right after he bought it, I remodeled the whole place, uh, brought it up four years later. We brought up the value from $12 million. I brought up the value from $12 million and $30 million. And we're in the process of selling it right now. So my question to you is, he was so gracious enough uh, to give me 25% of the company, so when we sell it for 30, 30 million, I would get 7.5 million. So my question to you is, should I take that 7.5 million, put it in debt free into another shopping center and live off the NOI? Or should I take the 7.5 million, pay the taxes and put it in a conservative mutual fund? I would put it in a shopping center. Okay. You know what you're doing. And I wouldn't there. have to pay taxes. Yeah, you can you can do a right, ten you can right. do a ten th- no you you got ten thirty one and roll your portion in. Correct. Yeah, and so you're you're going to save the taxes number one, but number two, here's the thing: for someone that knows how to do what you know how to do, and I know how to do, which is manage real estate, and it actually was your job for the last several years. Um, you need to you need to uh, you've got forty five days in a ten thirty one to identify the property and six more months to close on it. Okay. Okay. Now, real estate, well-purchased real estate, meaning you get a good buy on it. It's got good upside potential. Again, you may go back in there. You may, you might buy a $5 million property and put two and a half into it. Okay. Uh Uh, You may, or you may do something other than that. I don't know, whatever, but real estate that is, that has a good ROI, a good rate of uh, rate of return or ROI. Yeah. Um, includes three, as you know, three types of rates of return. One is you've got the increase in value for later that you'll get. 
Mm-hmm. Two is you have the cash flow, and three is you have the tax depreciation. So a lot of your cash flow is tax sheltered, but that actually right. has a cash value because if you had that kind of cash coming at you from something else, you'd be paying taxes on it. So that right. actually saves you actual money today. So those three things together, uh, you probably already know this, is called an internal rate of return, an IRR, okay? Mm-hmm. A- and the IRR on my good commercial properties, like you're discussing, is usually between 17 and 20%. The cash on cash right. is usually around 10 But I've got the appreciation and the taxes in addition to that, tax savings in addition to that. But real estate has... It, it is it is uh, more complicated and requires more expertise than simply dumping the money into a good mutual fund with a long track record. You can mm-hmm. do that blindfolded. You can't do real estate blindfolded. Yeah. And real estate's right. going to require more of your time. Uh, I mean, this is Thursday as you and I are, are talking, and I have already four hours of my week this week invested in messing with my real estate stuff. And mm-hmm. I don't even run it. My son-in-law runs it. But, I mean, we've, we've got development going on. We've got purchases. We've got sales. We've got things going on with our real estate portfolio. And so I've been in several different meetings already this week that mm-hmm. total about four hours of my time. The number of hours I spent on my mutual funds this week is precisely zero. Right. So there's a hassle factor, and you're going to invest time. And, but you should, if you know what you're doing, and it sounds like you have been mentored well, you should make more money, and you're not going to have to pay the taxes for now by doing a 1031. So definitely doing another shopping center if I'm you. Okay. You're talking about, yeah, strip, was, you're talking about strip centers, right? Correct. I was talking about strip centers. So our key was, and in, in, in what he's taught me, he's not your typical landlord, and he was a great uh, business mentor for me, and he really taught me the ropes because – he, he taught me, he said, hey, let's turn, if you have a 3,000-square-foot bay and they can't pay rent, you can only go up so much. He said, first of all, you got to have parking. I've seen so many shopping centers with just two rows of parking. Well, there's only so many people that can go in there, and that, in turn, you can only charge your tenants so much because they're only getting so much foot traffic. you got to have the parking there, and he taught me 1,000-square-foot bays is the key because if you go up from $20 to $30 a foot, that's only five more dollars. I mean, five more. I mean, I'm sorry, twenty yeah. to twenty-five. That's that's only four hundred more dollars a month. Well, yeah. he always said, if you can't afford if you can't afford four hundred dollars a month. You never had a business. Yeah. So he so is he? What's he going to do with his money? Uh, he's gonna. He's you know he's seventy-six years old. He he can't he can't really move around too good anymore. So he's just gonna put it in his uh, a trust. Uh, by the way, he's got uh, two ten-year-old twins. <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, Listen, you do whatever you want to do, um, yeah. but uh, like I said, my son-in-law runs all of our stuff, and so if I were in the old man's shoes, I might reinvest with you now that I've trained you. Right. But right. I, I'm not he, saying he, he needs he to, but I, I personally, that's what I do, obviously. Hmm. Um, uh, now, Winston doesn't have the ownership position that you would have, but... Uh, but he will have when I'm dead. <laughs> but the, but the, uh, uh, yeah. So anyway, the, the, uh, yeah, yes, you should do real estate, and those are all the reasons. So cool. would you, would, would you, as the uncle in this situation, that'd be a cool cup of coffee to say, hey, I would like to propose that you take the your windfall from this sale and invest it in me. 
moving forward or let me manage yeah, your property. If you want to, if you want, if you want to do another deal, I'll I'll run it for you. Yeah, because you taught me how. Yeah, and um and that way he doesn't have to pay taxes either. That's right. Today or real and really, it's going to be his kids. Yeah, you're doing you're running it for the kids, and yeah. you know, and you can leave that piece of property in the trust to the twins. Yeah. Um, in that situation, so as easy as you can leave mutual funds. Now, property is harder to divide up. You know, you end up selling the property if you everybody wants their cash, right? right. Later on, in an estate situation, but um, but yeah, it's a wonderful blessing. So Ken Coleman talks about this all the time, and we just witnessed it here. The art of the apprenticeship has just about died in America, mm-hmm. and we just witnessed it happening well there. Right. Now, it's not what you would think of as a craftsman mm-hmm. apprenticeship, a uh, woodworking apprenticeship, or a metalworking apprenticeship, a sculpturing apprenticeship, but that was a real estate apprenticeship. That's what happened there, an internship, so to speak. And he paid him well for running the thing and uh, walked him right in there and then basically handed him seven figures that's right. pretty pretty sweet well and gave him some really some ownership stake in it a small amount right but hey if you go do well and you work hard and use these principles i'm teaching you you're going to benefit too yeah, yeah. it's not a small amount seven million yeah it's seven, good, seven, it's, seven million seven million is pretty big i was saying percentage wise but yeah yeah but i mean he didn't give him he didn't give him uh controlling interest nope. you know but uh so and, and hats off to mike too for being humble enough to step in under um, and, and under uh, a master carpenter to yeah. learn carpentry. Yeah, a lot of you folks know? that walk in at twenty six Sub- and say, "I should, oh, I should be the president." Yeah, submit yourself, snowflake. Yeah, you yeah. know, to to someone who's older and wiser and learn something. It's good. That's really good stuff. Bro- I love that. That's a beautiful thing that happened there all the way around. The triple win. So many things positive about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we could all take a, a card out of that book and and learn something from it. Very very powerful. And we're seeing a lot of that now with people. Uh, abandoning higher education, moving towards the trades. We're going to see more of that in the trades. Thank goodness. And people needing workers saying, hey, I'll train you. Come come, come follow me for the next two years. And I'll show you how to do it. I'll, I'll show you how to do it. Yeah. Very cool. If I stay here long enough, maybe you will have mentored me on how to do this. I, I, I'm slowly learning how to do radio. <laughs> <laughs> that puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace. And that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Do you love a good Dave rant? Want to see the latest Ramsey Show videos going viral? Check out your favorite moments from the Ramsey Show on YouTube. Go watch and subscribe to the Ramsey Show channel on YouTube. If you enjoy this podcast, you should check out other great podcasts from the Ramsey Network, like Ramsey Everyday Millionaires. Ordinary people built extraordinary wealth, and you can too. On Everyday Millionaires, you'll learn how millionaires live on less than they make, avoid debt, invest, and are disciplined and responsible. Listen to Everyday Millionaires wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.